beautiful day in Dar es Salaam, Tanzania. It's way too hot, but it's okay. <laughs> Should I speak Swahili now? Yeah. Would you say that in Swahili? I don't know if I can say that actually. Ni leo ni siku nzuri sana kwenye. That's the thing. In I don't know entirely. Kwenye Dar es Salaam, Tanzania. Yes. <laughs> I think yeah. Okay, what's up? What's up, people? Welcome back to the Three Sixty Places podcast. Uh, this is episode number forty-four. Uh, for those of you who are first-time listeners of the show, you guys are welcome. And today we have a guest. What's up? What's up? Hey. <laughs> uh, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm okay. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. It feels good to be here. Yeah, you, you could like introduce yourself, then we we'll yes. get right into it. So, yeah, my name is Wengel. Um, I'm an 18-year-old from Norway, Ethiopian-born. And I'm currently in Dar es Salaam in Tanzania to, uh, as a volunteer at an, at an NGO here in, uh, yeah, here in Tanzania. <laughs> I, I like when you say ta- Tanzania. Yes, Tanzania. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 it has this accent. It's not very... More way you know, of saying it? It's, it's, not, it's not more Western. It's African, but not African. Wait, how do you say Tanzania? Tanzania. Oh, so you have the emphasis on the I. Tanzania. Yeah, Tanzania. Yeah. So because I say tan- Tanzania. What did I say? Tanzania. 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 Okay, I know what you mean. Yeah, Tanzania. Yeah. Ah, yes. I think that's more of a Nor- Norwegian, maybe, yeah. accent to it. I'll yeah. try to learn the... Yeah. <laughs> how long have you been here? I've been here for 10 weeks now. 10 weeks. 10 weeks, That's yes. uh, close to three months. Yeah, three months because uh, we're here. So I'm supposed to be here for six months, and now uh, we're yeah almost. I'm almost halfway. almost halfway, yeah. and uh, we're gonna do an a kind of a break where we do one week of course and kind of a debriefing of our different experiences. Yeah. Uh, with my school. You so did virtually, or do you go back? We actually the teachers come here. Oh. Um, and since we have to renew our visas since they only last three months, we are going out of the country um to kenya so i'm really excited that i will be able to visit another country while i'm si- yeah. while i'm here because it has been i was born in ethiopia and i moved in 2010 when i was seven but to, I have, to norway to norway yes but i haven't been back to africa since so, so this is your first time yes this is my <laughs> wow my first time since ethiopia so it feels good yeah but it's uh been long yeah so so, so could you talk a little bit about your your exchange program how does it work so it's um it's a one-year program at this school in norway it's a vocational school so it doesn't give like it's kind of between high school and university it doesn't give the same credits uh, enough credits like the university does um so it's just um it's a school with three programs the one i go is called act now it is about poverty eradication and global development and then there are two others that are more christian uh, based uh, called connect and interact where they go to um other countries than we do because mine act now is owned by a Norwegian NGO called the Stremer Foundation and they work in Tanzania and Uganda and uh, Nepal and Bangladesh. So they give us the ability to do exchange in those countries while the other programs, they have their own countries and you know, you just apply, you yeah. uh, do your interview and then if you kind of qualify and they, it looks good, you go through it and yeah, now I'm here. 
there's the first two month um, course in the beginning of the year where you learn about culture, you learn about sustainability, some um, Christianity and ethics and leadership, like a lot of just really relevant and really cool subjects. Um, and then after those two months, we travel, we do our six month internship. And then in the middle, we have this infield, of course, and then we go back. We have two more months where we debrief and share our experiences and uh, try to kind of figure out how can we continue this volunteering work and this uh, community de development focus kind of uh, further into our lives. Yeah. yeah. So what do actually what do you actually do when you go in these countries? For example, you're in Tanzania. What do you do? So for me, specifically, specifically, yeah, that is the specifics is actually I'm also in the kind of in the place of still trying to figure out those because uh, the thing is we're here but just to, to be clear I, I didn't get some points there this is school work mm -hmm. is this school work this like this like, uh, internship what, yeah yeah like, like the exchange program the exchange yeah it's school work it's part of school and, oh, you get, you, and you're getting credit points for that for like being you get it on like vocational school level so this internship yeah like I it is cool work because during the stay we do have like we do have some uh, we do have some papers to write um i just yesterday i was writing an article but then it's very like um low it, like it doesn't require a lot it yeah. was for example just writing some article that you should attempt to send into a some newsletter in norway yeah so it's really the focus on about is on experiencing new cultures and just growing as a person whether in development um, knowledge or in you know in your faith or whatever so they want to take the emphasis off of like schoolwork they want to make it yeah. more about experiencing and growing through that wow uh, which that's, is why that's, that's a really great way to learn yeah i think i love it like that's because my whole life i'd be like oh i'm gonna go into medicine and all that but then i realized okay like that is now what i feel like is my, my path but then i was like okay what is my path now what am i gonna study yeah. So ar around the deadline of uh, universities, I remember I was really stressed. I was just trying to figure out, okay, who, you know, who am I gonna be? Like, who am I gonna? What am I gonna study? What am I gonna do? And this school came up on my Instagram feed at a time where I really needed it. So it was kind of like an answer to prayers. Yeah. And yeah, now I'm here, just taking this year as a way to learn about myself and about the world, and then where I fit in it. So I can, for next year, choose a path that is uh, for the best for me and for the world. <laughs> yeah, right. How How is it turning out for you? Really good. I uh, I really, like, I feel so happy and just feels, I feel like I have a lot of peace and ease and joy. Um, and I don't know if you, if you met me two months ago, I don't know if you would meet this person. <laughs> like, it's just every day is a, you know, new experience, like yeah. new growth is coming every single day which it always does wherever wherever you are of course but especially going into a new culture taking this respons responsibility um challenging especially um western ideas of how african development should happen yeah. like it's just like so many topic like so many areas which all i am interested in and which i think our like our generation should engage even more in so i'm really i'm really loving it <laughs> yeah yes yeah. so so before like my first question was the specifics before, yeah the specifics before we get right into that okay yeah <laughs> because you say a lot of things that i just want to get right into them and i forget about you know the first yeah, questions the first that question. i asked yeah okay so yeah. you talked about something about you know the way how africa should develop mm. you know 
how do you think it, you should develop what's your take well I'm, i think i'm going to like you know mirror kind of some of the ideas from my ngo in norway um, yeah. but that is also because i admire them that's the reason i am here and i go to you know their program because they have this approach where they measure development by human rights it's not about capital it's not about um it's not about like how many fa- the, like um what's it called how many you know in- the infrastructure stuff like that of course that is important but really it matters it's about which human rights are met uh how are the humans living you yeah. know so it takes away the whole um emphasis and the the traditional approach of just going to a city and then yeah. building a school and then you leave because that's not going to do that much change you have to actually know the culture you have to get the context and then from within from the on from actually from the roots up that's also another approach of theirs yeah. that they um the NGO I work with here there so it's their my Norwegian NGO has partners in different countries and I'm a volunteer at their partner here and that's NGO here in Tanzania is a grassroots national organization so they focus on bringing up development from the bottoms up because that is truly where change comes you can't change yeah, the system unless the people that are actually you know in it yeah, uh, yeah. are aware and they know of their power so that is and then also i love how the norwegian ngo has no norwegians working here like in the office it's all tanzanian locals and that is so important because yeah. those are the people that know the culture they know where they're needed um and just i just love how that that ngo respects and has like puts human dignity and solidarity really just far up and i think that is how you develop a country by giving the people the respect they deserve and the kind of telling them you know oh, you are able that's You're, a bomb yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it is so you know you see why i love the ngo so much yeah, yeah. and i'm really just proud of being their ambassador um so this even this opportunity where i can speak and share their ideas and just like this work that is doing so much important um change just bring so much important change it is so good to share uh, because their vision is actually kind of funny because it's it's uh, to eradicate or their vision is a world free of poverty yeah. like in itself that's it like just that one line a world free of poverty and that's very vague kind of like you saw people be like how do you eradicate poverty what does that even mean but that's the whole point like just because everyone thinks it's impossible so it's just there but then they okay they've just put down you know the they've just sat down and said okay let's do this it is possible to eradicate extreme poverty which is the real issue because you always have relative poverty yeah but then now okay how do we uh, give all the people in the world in the different areas the resources to actually develop themselves so. wow well, that's that's just loud. i'm trying to process right i'm trying to talk but i'm like mm, dude you got to process it first yeah it's yeah it's so cool cuz like a lot of you know people are trying to come and you know trying to change africa you know impact lives and what not I've never seen such a cool approach to have, you mm. know, actually make a real impact, mm. you know? Give the people the power and, you know, exactly, yeah, exactly. yeah, let, let them decide because they're the ones who are living this experience, mm. yeah. Mm. And that's a lot of the, I think you see that from most, I mean, there are other NGOs too who kind of, who do it well or do it relatively, you know, correctly, I guess, ethically. But it's so popular, like what you're uh, saying, like to not give the people the power. Like yeah. it's so easy to, um because i think to some extent in when you're living in the west i even experienced that myself when i'm living in norway our knowledge is deemed the best you know like it's just that is a standard yeah. we are supposed to be the standard for everything 
And of course, I'm more aware of that because of my Ethiopian background. So I'll be like, ah, I mean, mm-hmm. like, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay, but this, this you could learn, you know, this and this, we can take some. Yeah. Um, but a lot of them, there's just this mind th- mindset that the West way is the best way. Oh, yeah. That rhymes, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that's <laughs> very poetic. <laughs> Thank you. Should you get in your studio right now? <laughs> you know, I actually do write poems sometimes. For so real? That, yeah. No it's, way. Uh, it's just poems. Oh, like you also do spoken word. I, I've done like once, just like uh, for this, um, my, so my school has exchange students from the South too, that go to Norway. And one of them from Brazil, they were going to do an arts night at a school. And they asked me if I could read one of my poems and they could share it so that's the first that's the only time i've like done publicly sharing like that because <laughs> it's still i do it mostly for fun yeah but i think there's a lot of power to it and also especially even with this like love for development and you know like just africa whatever humans feminism all yeah. that you can you can like give your message away so much easier by putting it into art yeah because then you make people experience it and you make it very like available it's not gonna be. It's not just me, yeah. uh, like putting up all these fancy words and uh, uh, big, big words no one gets. It's actually making you feel what I'm feeling or what the oppressed people in the world are feeling. So that's kind of. Wow! Wow! <laughs> yeah. I don't know what to say. <laughs> yeah, it I don't. It's, it's, a, it's a lot. It's a lot. I mean, uh, I want to talk about um before we we have to go into the specifics. Yes. The, okay. Well, we gotta go into the Let specifics. Me tell you, yeah. yeah. So the specifics are not that specific. Uh-huh. <laughs> First, let me <laughs> make that clear. Uh-huh. Okay, because so my week goes like this. Yeah. Uh, every Monday, so I live like 200 meters from the office of my NGO. They're going to move now for New Year, so I have to take the bus and stuff, but that's fine. <laughs> but for now, they're like yeah, right next welcome to me. Welcome to the <laughs> work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, but it's okay. So uh, on Mondays, we have Monday, Monday meeting where we talk about what we've done the last week. Uh, what we're going to do the coming week and just like reflect on whatever contributions we made because the NGO is very, very focused on development. We have to grow as an NGO. We have to grow as staff um, because, you know, if we're not growing, how are we going to expect growth when yeah, we're working? Yeah. Um, and then Tuesday is my study day. So today is actually my free day <laughs> where I can, you know, read or do some papers for school, whatever, even though mostly it's just me doing other things because it's not that much school to do. <laughs> <laughs> so it's an extra weekend and then Wednesdays um I was so the last weeks has been like kind of changed and stuff but originally Wednesdays are at the um, school uh, because they have one of the programs that NGO has is in uh, like um early childhood like primary schools where they emphasize on you know parental involvement inclusive education and stuff like that so there I will after New Year's, I'll start having a club, English club for the kids, where I'll just try to figure out like how do I you know make some young children love to learn and make the learning a fun thing. So and hopefully I'll also be assistant to the English teacher because, uh, like mentioned earlier, even though I'm you know I'm black too, I still I'm from the West and I have to make sure I don't I don't take that much space with my western ideas so i'm just you know i'm a, I'm an assistant i'm not a teacher okay. i'm not yeah. gonna take any dominant space um, i'm there to learn so i will do that and then thursdays are at this um youth empowerment centers they call them bonga 
bonga groups where they take 13 to 19 year olds that are out of school and take them through a one year course on life skills and vocational skills and i've yeah i've been going meeting them having some games with them and um yeah forward i'll have some maybe a club for them too where we can um we can learn kind of they can teach me swahili i can teach them english and then together we can like explore more of Dar es Salaam because these are low income groups, um, the beneficiaries from the NGO. So trying to kind of close the barrier on classes and classism and kind of taking them to those areas outside of, you know, Mbezi, Kimara. I think that's where like the other, that's where we work in Mbezi, <laughs> yeah. not Mbezi Beach, but the other one. So kind of like showing them that, okay, you guys have gotten all these life skills and you guys have learned about, you know, they learn about confidence, they learn about environment, they learn about how to t- take your, like, use your voice in your community, but then let's actually do that. And by that, they can also teach me what they've learned because I don't, I, don't, I might not know what they know. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm finished high school, of course, but they have went to one year course on like everything you need in life, basically, communication and presenting yourself and stuff like that. So I'll be with them and then the same on Fridays, but then Fridays is also Bonga football because they have a football program for the girls to empower them and to show that football is not just for boys, which is something I am very passionate about. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I saw your feeds. Yes. Like, oh, she plays football too. Okay, okay. (laughs) Right, so it's um, because I myself, like my dad is the greatest man ever, but there's still, you know, some socialization that Africans have. Um, and as an Ethiopian dad, I remember when I was like younger, he would be, I would be like, I want to play football. And be like, mm, yeah. Nope. He's like, no, your brother's playing football. You run. Like, you <laughs> do athletics. <laughs> and I mean, he's right. Actually, yeah. I was very bad at foot. Like, I can run, but I couldn't you kick the ball, kick ball as yeah. well. So he had a point but still i was still fighting the <laughs> yeah. the feminist fight at an age of 10 just like no this is my right so it's just using all that and then so that's the week for you and uh, it is not like it is not a fixed program so i can and right now i'm also working on fundraising ideas and social media especially how to make their the ngo social media more uh, approachable and uh, kind of yeah easier to use because that is where you get you know you can show your impact on social media and get even more income uh, get more influence, funds, yeah. yeah everything so just using my uh, love for social media also as a way to bring um something good something you know some yeah, light yeah yeah, yeah yeah okay i want us to talk about you know your journey from you know africa to you know norway then we're going to talk about all your exchange programs that you've done you know in different countries but yeah. before we go there <laughs> before we go there you talked about something very interesting i've had this debate with a lot of my friends you know uh feminism at this point it's very subjective if you ask me everyone everyone has their own definition of how how they you know define feminism how do you define feminism yourself yeah that's because like i saw it on your bio i'm like feminist okay i'm like okay she is She is which feminist? Yeah, but which feminist? Yeah, yeah they're all over the place now. Yeah, yeah, that's true, and I actually love that question. I get asked that a lot because I I do make it a point to say I'm a feminist, and then make people ask me oh, because okay. it is good. Like or like, exp- I know people will ask me because there are so many prejudices and like so many thoughts about yeah. this third wave feminism, especially you have today, where it's like, why is this no man, not no woman? Like, no, that's not where the you know, like that's <laughs> ruining the focus from yeah. what it's actually. 
So um, I still stick because I have many feminist friends or who are feminist, like actually in their ideas and stuff, but won't won't use the term feminist because of what is connected to what people associate with it. Yeah. So I consciously use it so I can change it. Yeah. So, so you can share your ideas. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, feminism is really about <clears throat> empowering the feminine, the feminine things like the femininity. It's not about necessarily women or men. But it's actually about, because you'll see, so the, traditionally it's been women who have been oppressed for being feminine, um, for being women. While today there's also oppression of the feminine the feminine traits in men, like, you know, the crying, showing feelings and stuff. You're not a man if you do that. Uh, you're not, you know, that's because femininity is actually linked to weakness in our society. That is what it's always been. So the fight feminism is about like gender gender equality but in the shape that we have to lift up femininity femininity is not weakness it's strength because you have masculinity and femininity those are energies that we all have uh, and we execute them at different times and men have more of masculinity often than women do and women do more have have more of their femininity and then it's also like it's context you know it's contextual if i go to a job interview i will use more of my masculine traits because that's being about about being assertive, about being more like you know doer, like kind of selling myself. I have to have this um, task orientation, which is connected to masculinity. While with friends, whether you know you who's a man too, you would have to use more of your feminine traits with like people orientation, warmth, um, like this kind of like uh, patience, being more of maybe taking in than giving energy because masculinity is about like doing while femininity yeah. is about like taking. Receiving. Yeah, receiving. Um, like, yeah, taking would be like, like taking. Taking is the word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, taking is bad. <laughs> yes, receiving, receiving. Um, and just, you know, like being a listener. And that's, you know, that's strength. That's not, that. that's just as good. Talking is as good as listening. Yeah. It's not even listening is better because you would actually... Like maybe you don't get to say whatever you're saying, but yeah. by listening, you're growing in your mind and your yeah. ideas are yeah. evolving in a way no one can see, but there are in your, like there, it's happening. All this yeah. is happening yeah. in your body, you know? Yeah. So that really, that is what my feminism is, like lifting up the, the femininity. The feminine side. Yes, yeah. in in the world. And that is also, you see it in the nature. Um, you see it in countries because these, the let's say the native indigenous culture is more feminine. It's more connected, you know, you're present, you're in the like you're connected with the nature mother earth even a lot of african like uh, traditional yeah. yeah ways of living before you know colonialism and all that it's a lot about it's a feminine traits to it um and that's really just that's beautiful and i think humans need femininity and we need masculinity but we need to figure out when am i going to use which and we need a society that that is not telling us that your femininity is your weakness, so leave it at you know leave it at home. Yeah. And that's what's happening in third wave feminism because big boys don't cry. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And even women today, it's like I want to be a CEO, so I'm gonna be masculine. Like yeah. no, I should be, I should be a CEO because I am a woman. Like because of my feminine strength. And so that is essentially what <laughs> I call feminism. <laughs> Okay, okay. I think I like I, I like your definition of, of being a feminist because cause right now when you ask someone you know who is a feminist they're gonna give you a very a very different you know definition to that of which personally I I don't like I'm opposed to it. 
what is it which kind mm, of dis- definitions have you experienced i don't need a man you know yeah. less independent what not need... what not i'm not gonna yeah. have children i'm not gonna I'm have not children gonna, yeah i'm not gonna do, and do it's stuff. sad yeah. because you have like imagine women's bodies can do this magical thing like create a whole human being like that's well, a... but we create it together don't you think <laughs> Yeah, you do. Like we do, but still, like there's the body, like the you hold it in. You, yeah, you, you, hold, you have yeah. it in there, and yeah. it's like, I guess, like it develops or in the, yeah. all this process happens there, and um, it is a two-man job, of course. You can't do that by yourself, uh, but still, like to neglect that kind of like beautiful, like that art that you yeah. can create with just like that you're gifted, like you you don't do anything for it. You just have, and of course, um, I have a lot of empathy and sympathy for those who can't give birth and there's a lot of women who don't who can't do that but i feel that we as women um we should actually look at that as a as a strength like that is a we're making the world you know more and bigger yeah, yeah. and whatever while but then the issue is that in capitalist systems where efficiency and capital is seen uh, put above human lives of course you don't want there are women who don't want to give birth because then they can't have a job they can't I remember my teacher told me um, that she was giving birth to all her kids before she finished her finished her masters, so that they could she could get hired easily, because most um, employers, if you're a woman in your like I don't know twenties, that's in Norway. Yeah, in Norway. Um, if in your twenties, you're a young woman, you're a young woman who still have don't have your kids then they know that okay maybe she's going to you know give birth in the next year or so or more so we're going to you know we have to give her a lot of money and the whatever the mother leave and yeah, stuff yeah so we would rather so that get even somebody that, who already has kids yes so even that you know that shows you that really these women who don't want to give kids it's not entirely their fault because it is the system telling us if we do we're not going to be valued as much so it's a kind of like a two-edged sword where we need to love our the, the the magic that can happen in our bodies, but also we need to fight the system that is telling us that this is something to neglect. Wow. Okay. Enough about <laughs> feminism. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's like airproof. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go to Ethiopia. Then. So in this podcast, we talk about you know stories and you know interesting experiences around living abroad and travel. And you told me, you know, you you came in from Ethiopia, seven years old. You know, yes. a girl who has been told not to play football. To- <laughs> but to run right you're coming yes. from ethiopia that was in norway though you thought, that was in norway yes well, okay I, I was anyways there. you're going there yes. you're, going, you're going to that experience so who who initially proposed for you guys to to leave you know ethiopia and go to norway and why to leave ethiopia yeah, yeah so that's uh i guess like a simple answer in a way because it's what happened was uh my dad was a powerful man oh like he was a very active man in the community and stuff, and um, they ca- they came to a point. The details I I don't think he even shares with us because it's so some of it is very dark. He's been like through a lot of um, yeah, a lot of like bad experiences um, through in the time where the where TPLF, the group that is fighting the Ethiopian government today, when they were in power. So, you know, they were, he got arrested when he was 12. His first time in prison was like, yeah. So what it was, was just, he doing in his soul? What was he arrested? It was because they were arresting like um, Christians or something, I think. Like it wasn't really anything. It was just, they were, um, it was a dictatorship. So they were oh. actually just um, 
arresting a lot of people and anyone who looked like oppressor. And some he shares some of his experiences in prison and stuff, and it's just really crazy. Um, so even when yeah, growing up and stuff, he, he so was, he went to prison when he was twelve, just to be clear. Yeah, just for like a few weeks or something. I think it's not. Yeah, and then he it doesn't matter if it's he's, he's twelve. Come on. Yes, twelve exactly. And it, I don't think the prisons in Ethiopia are, you know, kid friendly. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's it's like that. It, there was a lot of issues in uh, Ethiopia during mm. the um, with like freedom and stuff like that. Any religion or even political freedom during the governing of TPLF. So I think yeah. To some, I was asking him to not so long ago. So actually, like simply to put a sim- uh, simplify it we moved to Norway because of TPLF kind of or like that's how well initiated it because it got to a point where yeah he was you know doing work and stuff I'm not sure of all the details um, and then he was being threatened for his life and so then he you know he he went out and this was two years before we did so he left and I I thought it was because he went a lot of traveling for work so I was just thinking, five-year-old me was like, ah, you know, he's, he's yeah. going to come back with some candy in like yeah, a week yeah, or two. Yeah. And then suddenly he's gone for two years. And yeah, I think he was, I'm really like a, my my father's daughter. Like I'm really close. He's my, I'm really close to him and he's my best friend. So Your daddy's baby girl. Yes, that is me. That has always been me. So yeah, that did something. I think it was hard years in a way. And then... There suddenly he you know he has found because he was trying to figure out which country is also the best and he found Norway which is a great place to raise your kids. Yeah. So then, two years later, when he had gotten like the money because you have to have a certain income before you can take your family yeah. with you to country. Once he had done that, we went and then we've been me, my three siblings and my mom and then that's been Norway. That's been my life since. Since then. Yes. Since seven. Since seven to 18 yeah and how many exchange programs have you have you have you done this my it's my second it's your second yeah it's my second uh how was the first it was good the first one was in high school at um in the u.s in colorado so it was uh in norway it's kind of uh, it's quite common to have uh, high school exchanges through different organizations in in the u.s or australia stuff like that where you Basically, you just take your second year. High school in Norway has three years, so three years. Yeah, three years. We eleven to thirteen. Okay. Just before you proceed, walk me through your, your educational system in Norway. So you you start elementary school. First. For... Yeah, you start elementary when you're six, seven, mm-hmm. first grade, and then it lasts till seven. Seven grade. Year, grade seven, yeah, and then we have I guess you call it junior high. Maybe or yeah, yeah, middle school ish. Yeah, eight to ten. Yes, eight to ten, and then you apply. Like you, you can actually. You don't. It's not required to continue after tenth grade. You can start. Some people like it's very few, but some can like start working and stuff. You but can start working after tenth grade. If you want, like, if your family has, you know, you've done like the minimum, like the what the government requires of you is to tenth grade. Then you can get a job. No, not really. But it's mostly like if you have, you know, if parents have a company or stuff like that. And but that's very it happens very rarely. Most people go continue. But then when you continue after 10th grade, you apply with your GPA from middle school or from 10th grade. 
and you pick vocational skills. You can do, you know, like nurse, nursing, you can do mechanical and uh, electrician, all those, or like I did, just do general study, like yeah. general studies with science and stuff. So, and then if you went the vocational way, you only need two years and then you add two years as a, an internship and you're finished, like you're finished school. You can just start working. Four years, that's four years. Four after, years. After 10th after grade, yeah. school. Yeah. So that's two years of high school and two years of university. Internship. Internship, mm. not university. Not university. That's if you go in the vocational way. Vocational way is the university way. No, vocational way is the internship way. Like you just do, you just get a job in a company or something and do your, because you have two years of just practical teaching. Oh. Uh, it's, so it's supposed to be like, e- not easier, but it's a different, because the normal, like the high school you guys have here, that would be more of the way I went with general studies, where it's three years of all those um, yeah. class subjects. But after high school, you go straight into working. You don't go to university. In vocational, you don't, unless... And then if you do, you have to take an extra year first to like learn some of the Norwe- like Norwegian math and stuff. So you have to do f- like five. I don't really, yeah, it's like confusing. You, you, you can do four or three years on vocational. But if you go my way, it's um, three years of general. And then, yeah, you go on to university. Because me, I can't get a job now after just my high school diploma. But so now is, you have to go to the university. Yes. And do three years. Uh, depends. You can do, yeah, for bachelors, it's three. And then studies like professional studies, like psychology, medicine, stuff like that, it's six, five and a half or six. Um, and then so masters are five. A lot of uh, civil engineering, those are five years. So it depends really. Like the age uh, yeah. years are very, very, like, yeah, have a lot of variety in there. So kind of, uh, yeah, you see how... <laughs> The yeah, Norwegian yeah. population is kind of split in two in a way, and where yeah you have the vocational and those go easily more easily into work, but then the work there with your uh, high school diploma and vacations doesn't give the same salary it would. Yeah. If you went like electrical engineering engineer from this doesn't get the same as if I took electrical engineering in university, so it's yes, that. It's yeah. I think we we have a similar program here. It's called uh, VETA. Yeah. 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 You can yeah, do that. Yeah. Hmm. Wow, I'm just just mind blowing. I'm, I'm you know I'm, I'm still trying to understand the system, but you know, yeah, it's a bit not leery. It's a bit complicated. For yeah. Me. yeah, but it's it's simple if like if you I talk about the way I went, it's just straightforward. Like you just go into you just do school. Yeah. <laughs> um, from you know finish tenth, apply with my GPA to a school, and then you get into the school program according to your GPA. So there's also that. Like if you even if you want to take athletics, for example. Um, I remember my school, it was really high GPA for that. So you can't if you, you know, if, if you don't have the grades. So you have to work in middle school, to, which is nice. I think it keeps people <laughs> smart yeah, and working. Yeah. Um, and then you do the, because we have one more year than the US, but we have the same amount of years as Tanzania, I think, 13 years in school. In school. Yeah. So, but it's a bit confusing because there are so many ways to it. And yeah, and most people like will do like me, uh, where they take take a gap year kind of. Yeah. I have a lot of friends who are going to Bible school. That sounds like very like non school, <laughs> almost. But it's Bible school. Yeah, it's uh, very common uh, at least with the Christians. <laughs> or <laughs> in Norway. In Norway, Norway is a Christian like has a Christian um, 
culture, what do you call it, like heritage, yeah. like it's built on Christianity. So it's very common to go to that. And they do similar things like me where they do internship, where they have like some period of time in different countries. Yeah. Um, or there's also, they call it Folkehögskole, which means directly translated people's high what? school. Folke. Folke. Folkehögskole. Okay. <laughs> Exactly. That, that was that. Yeah, that yes. was. That. You know that. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> a lot of people do that. Um, yeah. And that one is more. You can take um, barista program. You can take athletics. You can take some do like skiing. It's like just different. You just have a year of fun. I even saw this one school <laughs> where they offered a program of Liverpool. Like you just watch Liverpool games and stuff, and you I don't know what they do, but they at least had a field trip to Liverpool in England to watch a yeah. game. So it was just a year where it's a program where you watch Liverpool play, play and do activities. And st- I don't I didn't really get it. I was just like, this is a joke because it's so it's some of them. Um, I believe like some are kind of a waste of money in a year, but some people need to grow, uh, and so it's their right to take that time. But then it is, we have a national loan fund in Norway. So a lot of the money, you can get a loan for this, these like uh, Liverpool programs too from the national uh, loan fund. So I'm thinking like, okay, is that what you want to use that on, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you want to use it on Liverpool. Yeah, so it's, yeah. it's really, because some have, uh, yeah, development like me, or they will talk about even just athletics to sports, volleyball, and different programs like that to to work out and to learn. Uh, even the Bible schools, you can do re- read the whole Bible in the year. You can learn about discipleship. You'll do a trip to Israel, stuff like that. It's really fascinating. It makes you grow as a person. Yeah. But some of it, I'm like, really? Like, this is... <laughs> Someone is really bored. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's like that, but it's, yeah. it's common in yeah. Norway. But I've, I've seen on your feed, you, you've like been to a lot of countries. Was that also an exchange program or you just have a tendency of, you know? Uh, oh, yeah. That's just traveling, I think. for Yeah. Because my exchange has been, um, yeah, in the US and now here. But my dad always had this uh, ideology that, you know, traveling brings exposure and exposure brings growth. So that's what he wanted for us. And he wanted us to always see more and see more of Europe. So I've been to this one summer. I think we went to like eight different European countries. Um, And my aunt lives in Austria. That's a... I love Austria. Yeah, you've been there? No, I just love love it. it? I don't know. I just love (laughs) it. It's a country that a lot of people don't know about. Yes. Especially in Africa. Yeah. Like it doesn't have any drama or anything. So nobody knows about it. It's like peaceful. It's like very peaceful. Yeah. yeah, Like I love this country. Yeah. Yeah. What do you know of it? You just like the pizza. Uh, besides that, nope. Uh, yeah. I don't think I know anything. But yet. it is, yeah, it is kind of even me. Uh, it's I don't know if I know that much about, it, even though I've been there three times or something. Yeah, it's like it's nice. It's yeah, it's a beautiful. Like it looks beautiful. <laughs> the only thing, okay, the only thing I know about Austria is that they're one of the countries that pay a lot of money for students who are working. Mm-hmm. In the in the country. In the country, yeah. Ah. Yeah, like the temple, the temple programs. Maybe you're going to work at a cafe. Maybe you're going to work somewhere. They mm. pay a lot of money compared to other countries. Yeah, that Europe. can that yeah. could be. I think they, and they really like have a good education. Yeah. Like they emphasize on education and stuff. So, yeah. it's really. I think that might be true. That's yeah. true. I remember the time I was looking for university. I was like, oh. No, You're looking I'm... for Austria? Yeah, <laughs> for Austria. I was looking at all the, you know, aspects of the country, you know, yeah, the transportation yeah. and whatnot and whatnot, the culture. And... 
And I was like, ah, this is a good country. But it's cold. Even there, it gets like it's cold. really cold in the winter and stuff. Oh. So it's, um, I, actually, I know this guy studying in Dodoma now. He's taking P- his PhD, but he took his master's in Belgium, I think. And then he had some time in Austria too, where that's how my aunt connected me to him when I said I was going to Tanzania. And yeah, he was studying me too. He, was, he wasn't prepared for the cold. Um, yeah, yeah. So she was helping him get all these like winter coats and yeah. wool and stuff like that. Because I think anyway, I don't know if Italy and those also get super cold, but at least, you know, Northwest yeah. uh, Europe gets very cold in the winters. And even though some of them won't have as much snow, like for example, yeah. Finland, Iceland, Norway and stuff, they will still have the cold. Like they they say no thanks to the beauty of the snow, but yeah. they, <laughs> they're like, the cold will take. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it is, uh, yeah, it's like that. Wow. Okay. As, as we go into to the end of the podcast, I think time is lining out. Uh, I wanted to talk about, I had a guest, uh, Linda, on episode, I think episode 37. 36 i don't know mm-hmm. yeah i'm just gonna link it in the description for those who are listening and she she currently lives in the states she just came to kenya briefly and i so happened to you know catch her and, and i got her on the podcast and she, you know she talks about her experience on getting the green card which is another story she was like six years to get the green card in the u.s yeah uh. <clears throat> when she got to the u.s she explained about uh the experiences there as mm. opposed to you know her experiences in kenya yeah and one experience that she really highlighted and i was like okay i'm gonna ask ask also when you talk about it because you know she, you've been to the states for, mm. for the program uh how is racism in the states as opposed to you know your experience in norway hmm that is a yeah good question because the U.S. has a lot of its <laughs> perks in that area. For me, I I don't like I never I didn't experience like direct blatant racism towards me or really like I there aren't specific places like specific scenarios uh, that I experienced. I was like oh this is you know because of my skin color and stuff like that. But I did like there was a lot of ignorance just like. Just, you know, you I would be sometimes, sometimes be thinking, like, are you serious? Like, this is not... An example is, I can't say who, because I'm, I don't want to, you know, put people yeah. out there. But anyway, someone who was close to, I interacted with a lot, younger, of course. But still, like, you know, they'd be like, um, is there electricity in Africa? Um, and even my young host brother, he was asking me one dinner... Because we would we had like those dinners every day together as a family and we talked about old stuff and sometimes I was just it really bothered me some of the you the know questions. lack yeah lack of knowledge and just the and I you know you can't blame the individuals always either because it's the whole system that's doing it. But he was asking me and the two things are wrong with this too, what he said, but he, he was like, So do your parents have mail in Egypt? And that was, you know, there were two issues. Am I Egyptian? <laughs> Actually, three. Yeah. And then my parents obviously live in Norway with me, yeah. which is something I, you know, pointed out many times, and that's in my papers before I went to an exchange year. <laughs> it's just you know stuff like that. It's, yeah. it's fine. And then also, is there male? In, what does that mean? And he's small. He's young, so it's okay. But just yeah, the but Where does he get that? Where did he, where does he get the questions? Where does where does he get the thought? That is, yeah, because yeah. that was also like it, this. I think that was the time we were also discussing uh, poverty and God's, like this whole 
things happen for a reason idea. And I wasn't religious then, so I was, you know, really just critical. Like, what do you, I don't believe that God is putting people to starve. Yeah. Or even now, even if I'm Christian now, it doesn't make sense. Like, it's not true. But I was asking, like, what do you, if everything happens for a reason, what do you think the reason is for starving people in Africa, for example? And then that's, like, how it started, because we started discussing the African issues and stuff. And even, I heard something like, uh, it's not a God who's doing it. It's, it's that, because it's desert and stuff in Africa. And I was like, what? <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah. Where have you seen anywhere but Egypt? Like, what have you seen? And even that... Anything like, but the pyramids? Yes, yeah. exactly. And also the fact that Western countries don't have all their resources. They are importing and exporting yeah. and exploiting Africa. So that's not even... So a lot of it was just, uh, yeah, huge like, ignorance. Um, also on the streets or whatever even from but americans are like that they didn't even they don't even know where norway is it's like is that a city in sweden you know it's just like that <laughs> so you you have to get used to it you, you can't yeah. you can't be mad um but i did experience the black kids at my school they were only like 20 out of 2000 so it was a very white neighborhood and those i had a conversations with they did talk to me about the that kind of yeah um i guess discrimination they would or even just their lack of confidence sometimes and i was telling this one guy he was a freshman i was a junior and he was like oh like people you know judge me for my skin color he was dark like a yeah, darker skin than mine he's but, more like me yeah and even darker too i think and i was but i was telling him like you know you're, you're beautiful like you your skin is you know, amazing you, you this is something you should be proud of uh and he was like he, that is was like that thought never came to him like no one had ever you know recognized that as something beautiful in him uh, in that area around he was like wow like that means you know he was just it was really weird i i just uh i was nice to spread that truth to him but at the same time i, I just felt why why isn't this even you know uh yeah. common uh, common uh truth and of course, with the lack of a black community to lean on, like a big black community to lean on in that area, I see that it's hard to to see um, your strength as a black person. But I don't know. It's it's sad. It was really sad. And I think for as far as for my part, it was more mostly Ethiopians get like I don't know some kind of different treatment wherever we go people some people won't even recognize are ethiopians black you know they'll be like yeah what yeah. are because there are some like mixed looking traits or stuff like that so which i find unfair i don't find it a compliment for example if someone says you're beautiful because ethiopians are the most beautiful like no that's not you know like that's, that's not how not it goes it, yeah. and then it's like why are ethiopians beautiful oh because of their lighter skin or their ha the hair, hair that is curly yeah. and stuff no that's anti-blackness and you should not be calling something beautiful because because it's leaving the you know the stamp of blackness like that is not you know like my guy that's not how you do it I, yeah. I just try to tell people that uh, so even here I experienced that kind of um, like beauty standards are kind of my way uh, like they're in my favor but I think it's I feel it's really uncomfortable. Like that's just it makes me want to fight even harder to yeah. say that you know this By is. By the way, I saw you're a very big advocate for beauty. Like I saw a lot of your posts, and I was like, mm, okay, this is interesting. Yeah. I kept reading the description. You, your captions for different, no, you know, really. pictures on Instagram was mm. like, ah, beautiful. You even created a uh, a slide of you know quotations like you're beautiful, you're, you're something, you're yes, this. Yes. And I was like, okay, that's that's cool. I really think 
because I like beauty. What is beauty? You know, we we have the power to decide that. Yeah. And like I wrote in one of my stories, it's in my highlights, but I don't think you've stalled on my stories yet. <laughs> you can let's check it no, later. I, I, I think. I th- okay, but, just yeah, proceed. To, proceed. Because I was I was writing that like loving yourself in this world that is benefiting that is like this system that is actually making money out mm. of your insecurities that is revolutionary like being comfortable in your own skin because especially as women we have capitalist systems that are trying to milk our you know milk us from our uh, confidence our money our dignity and telling us this and this and this you have to change it to be deemed beautiful but it's like i can just sit and say say like who why would i care like am i living for the company like am i living yeah. for gillette or i don't know l'oreal or whatever yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um and also that post with the different quotations yeah i also wanted to emphasize on beauty coming from within and how our compliments yeah. of course you should you should admire others beauty that's beautiful that's good but what makes people beautiful is their heart so our compliments should be more like I admire your resi- resilience. You're I very love kind. Yes, you're very kind. I love the way you look at this world. Like that's I have some I'm really lucky with good friends who make me, you know, who compliment me with those deeper things like you're so powerful. Um, even if I post a selfie they're like, "Wow, this powerful woman." And I just I know what the, that kind of compliment does to me. So I make sure to always just give the same back because that's what people deserve and they deserve to be seen for what they are and not what they have. Wow. I have a friend. She's called Alham. Mm-hmm. She, she works here, but uh, currently sh- she's not here. Mm. They're on a retreat. For a she's two, a, a two-day retreat. Yeah, she's Tanzanian. Mm. She works here. Like literally, if you came any day besides today and uh, yesterday, she would have been here. You, you, you would love her. Yeah. Jesus Christ! You guys are very similar in in your thought process. You know the way you just answer your questions, your personality. Yeah, I, love I think if, if if you're still in like if you're still around, of course. So I'm, yes, I'm, I'm definitely gonna get April, you to meet her. So. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I that's something I also love about Tanzania. Just meeting. I'm saying it wrong again. Tanzania. Just, <laughs> just bring it out. Bring it out. Yeah, yeah. Tan- Tanzania, whatever. Yeah, in Tanzania is just I'm meeting so many like-minded people. Yeah, and just. Uh, you know, we can discuss this, like, African beauty. What does that mean? Like, African liberation. How can we, together, like, we have to unite. We have to yeah. organize. Yeah. And, um, it's, uh, it's, uh, gets very, <laughs> it gets very, yeah, kind of deep on another level than it does in the, in Norway, even though I have some, you know, uh, black friends there, but still you're living in a whole other context that is not, um, like growing those kind of ideas maybe yeah. while here Tanzania has like a nationalistic uh history with like even Nurea and stuff I've been reading about yeah. him and he's this revolutionary who uh, Re- Nurea your first oh, president yes oh, I, I, I like the way you say his name would you say that again Nurea how do you say it <laughs> <laughs> it's Nyerere. 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 Yeah. <laughs> I was I like, who's, so... who's this guy? <laughs> <laughs> who's this man? I uh-huh. did too. Yes, it's fine. I'll just say Julius. You're... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> better. The, yeah. the teacher. Yes. Yeah. Mualimu. Yeah. Um, yeah, and even him. You know, his revolutionary ideas to just um, bring. Uh, just like uni- unite Tanzanian pe- people and no matter like their different opinions about the economy or yeah, whatever, yeah, like what yeah, is there yeah that's you know beside the that point that guy was a genius you know 
I'm trying I'm trying to think about you know I've, I've had my experiences you know in different African countries and mm. you know comparing it comparing it to to you know Tanzania mm. and the way the guy shaped us you know into being this yes. amazing community of people because exactly. you know think about tribalism there, there are a lot of countries in Africa that mm. have you know mm. intense tribalism like Kenya yeah literally yes. <laughs> somebody would not hire you just because your last name doesn't you know I know I've give heard them so the, much the, about the, that the thought that mm. you're not from their tribe and even but the language, like even Swahili. The language, yes, that's Swahili, yeah. It's so it's big. Everyone knows Swahili here. Yeah. In Kenya, there's In Kenya, like so yeah. much on tribal languages. Exactly, and, yeah. Yeah. So I think he's just done amazing things. And also, my sister's like a pan-Africanist. And I'm kind of, you know, really just love the idea. And I haven't read enough to define myself that, like to like as a pan-Africanist. But I that is something I admire. And in that context, too, like... He's, you know, he's just amazing. He's done, he's done yeah. great things to show what the Afri- African community is really about. Uh, what is that term? Ujama. Ujama, yeah. Yes, Ujama. Uh, wow, you you've redone your research. Yes, of course. It's <laughs> <laughs> and it's but the book I'm reading is like this, just for whoever's you know Tanzania, and it's I think yeah. it's written by some Westerner because some of the they like talk about yeah Nurere Nurere <laughs> my eyes are weird um and then be like but his the economic uh prospects were disastrous and yeah. have like really just like go like this and sometimes they'll be really like ne- negatively yeah uh, loaded sentences but it has taught me a lot about about the history about like Zanzibar and Tanganyika and stuff like that and I'm just really fascinated by this country like I I really think I am like where I should be, <laughs> you know. Welcome, I welcome. Feel, this yeah. is home, yeah. It is, it is. So it's great, and also reading Malcolm X's biography, you know, reading his trip from yeah here in, Tans- yeah. in Africa and then going to Tanzania, meeting with Malcolm X. Come here. Yes, he actually did. He wow. Um, and I was also searching like, did Malcolm X go to Ethiopia? <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to figure no. out. Did he? <laughs> did he though? Yes, there's actually a picture of him, Maya Angelou, and some other people in yeah. Addis. And I was like, what? You know, I, was, <laughs> I saved that picture. Even though, what am I going to do with yeah, it? But still. Yeah. So those kind of... And Malcolm X got a lot of his uh, revolutionary ideas from visiting these African leaders, too. And my sister also telling me, you know, that Ghana, Nkrumah, what's the, the first president... Nkrumah. Yes, the first president in Ghana, he was also revolutionary. Yeah. But just the... The approach of Julian <laughs> is way different. Yeah, it's like that is the true Afri- genius. Yeah, it's like yeah. true, just African genius, and so in touch with the African um, history and culture itself. So it's really amazing. I I love this country and uh, yeah, everything that I am kind of becoming here. Do you like do you like seeing yourself moving to Tanzania? Maybe like <laughs> you know, after some time. Oh, who knows. Because I'm I'm gonna do my studies in Norway and then my, my masters, uh, maybe at some Ivy League or something, just to, just make myself the biggest person, on paper, <laughs> too, that I can be, and then to bring change, like or in, even in the meantime to bring change. But the truth today in this in this world is that, um, the West dominates education, for example. So, um, this if I go to Harvard, my voice will be like you know yeah ah, bigger yeah yeah it's big. So I just want to first after i've like established my base i'm really like interested in you know yeah working back you know ethiopia doing something for ethiopians and even even like tanzanians now that i'm here and i'm learning swahili and i want to i was saying my dad i want to do something like bring be a force for some uh, uniting or um 
like bringing deve- greater development to East African community and having the Amharic and the Swahili knowledge that can really like make I don't know yeah wow. the impact impact bigger. So I'm taking my Swahili serious <laughs> to learn it. <laughs> You're welcome. If you need any tips, yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah. But I'm gonna teach you the the, the, sl- the slang, Swahili. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> you have a lot of books to like get the formal one. That's yeah. true because you yeah. need the, the daily use, like what yeah. do the people what my do age people actually say. say yes, yeah. <laughs> so I don't go up to like you know yeah. 18 year olds. They yeah. sound like a 40. You, you can't go to like person. For example, in the books they tell you you have to say maybe you have to say please. You know, mm. please can I get this? And it's polite. And in Tanzania, when you like you know just read about the culture. Tanzanians are very polite as yeah, opposed yeah. to other African countries. So when you read the books, you're like, okay, I'm going to say tafadhali because they're yes, polite and they're yes. going to get it. But actually, people don't say tafadhali. Yeah, I've never heard that. Yeah. But what? Because you just say like a naomba and stuff. Yeah, naomba. Or, or just the way you say it. You know, we speak our Swahili. Okay, when you go to Kenya, you're going to hear the Swahili. The Swahili is very fast and it's mixed with English. Yes, I've heard But about ours that. is very slow. Even the way you, like, you talk to a person. Uh-huh. Nobody said it. Any just the way you put it, it's, so really it's, it's, it's polite it's already. In the tone. Yeah, you don't have to like add tafadali. Though in in very few cases you can add tafadali. Yeah. Yeah, because I w- that's actually such a coincidence because I was thinking just like few yesterday or something like I haven't used the word tafadali because I was looking yeah. through my vocabulary that I've, I've been studying on this app. I was like tafadali. I've I haven't used like, it. I don't what? hear people yeah. use it. <laughs> what is this? You know? Yeah, I, yeah. I don't want to be impolite, but then yeah. like yeah, I don't. I try to mirror what I see locals do, and as far as yeah, as far as they're not doing that, of course, you don't want yeah. to be weird and. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I don't know though if we as foreigners can, how my Swahili sounds like if it's soft enough, you know, like if yeah, it's... <laughs> yeah. It, but you, 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 you literally can't, you know. I don't know, man. But I feel like you know. You can learn the language, yes, mm. but I don't think you can literally tap into you know speaking it as the local mm, does mm. and if a local is careful enough even if you stay there for years if they hear you speak yeah th- they're gonna catch you somewhere like mm, i don't think you're Tanzanian. Mm. yeah yeah that's yeah. I, was, I was also yeah reading about that yesterday that you have to be i think it's after 10 you can't learn a language like fluent or like a local yeah. um so because in norwegian people can't hear that i'm uh foreign often like they don't hear that i'm if i'm speaking on the phone it sounds the same uh but again like yeah i was thinking oh can i learn swahili fluently is, that, is it yeah, too late yeah. but you can <laughs> so you can yeah, I, th- yeah. I think you can how get many to... languages have you learned so far this is my fifth i'm learning but i what's what's your first it's amharic and then english i don't know if english or norwegian came first but yeah norwegian english and then it's called norwegian norwegian yes. norwegian mm-hmm. and then english and i took spanish in school Hola. So, <laughs> hola, <laughs> <como> estás? <laughs> uh, <but> yes, and... <laughs> yeah, so yeah. it's I, but I've forgotten a lot of it. But I want to maybe do a trip to Spain for a month or two and just refresh it, and catch up, yeah, yeah, catch up, and yeah, and then Swahili is my fifth, and I love languages, so you know that is true. true. Yeah, 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 that is just true. Yeah. Like that's how you understand the culture. That's how you understand it. Exactly. Yeah. So it's uh, my goal is to learn more maybe like arabic would be interesting arabic yeah. i think it's going to be easy for you because with you know, amharic with amharic yeah. yeah but i was checking that because there are different like language levels and stuff and uh swahili luckily wasn't that high up like it's not deemed that difficult yeah luckily. it's not it, it's yeah it's but there are something like 
yeah, there are just some things that are, this makes no sense, but then most of it, like, I love how there's no gen, like, yeah, yeah, it's just he and yeah, she. Yeah, yeah, That's it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, when I was like, I was trying, I was trying to learn French last year. So I was like, a lot of words you have to specify. It's a girl. It's yeah. a boy. But Uswahili, it's just who you, you It's just, dude, it's human being. Come yes. on. Yeah. And that was, I was even uh, trying to reflect on that with my friend because, I've been thinking like, so I read the Bible, try to read like daily um, to just know what it actually says and not just what people say about it, you know. And a lot, you know, it always says he to him, uh, him, he, like it refers to humans as he. Uh, So I was telling my friend like, imagine like the Swahili Bible must be really inclusive (laughs) because like for a woman to read that. uh, Because I remember I was reading this uh, book about uh, feminism in Christianity and that woman was, when she was rephrasing the bible verses she changed he to she and i like that did something to me like that was actually like oh you know let's say the something like he who loves god loves his neighbor she Ch- who, yeah, yeah she, she loves, who loves god loves yes yeah, stuff like yeah. that you know it's like a tiny thing it doesn't change the message but it's aiming at the audience which her for her book was the women and so i was like okay but in swahili so the problem is not like just it's actually just language it's like yeah, the language, it's just the language too, yeah yeah so it's really interesting that like, learning new languages really brings you so much yeah. uh, clarity in life. And yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I love it. I love Swahili too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so so yeah, uh, when we were like uh, driving here, you, you talked about your friend who couldn't proceed with the program. First, I want like you just tell me her experiences and you tell me your experiences, the challenges you had. Because you like, you shared a bit and I didn't want to you know, ask more because mm. I wanted, you know, for you to talk about it on the podcast. Yeah. So tell me about her challenges and your challenges, then we wrap it up. Hmm. I think a lot of the challenges that both of us face yeah. are a lot of like expected things, kind of, because... And b- before you like proceed, let me just put it out for the audience because I just asked you, uh, like, yeah. they already know the story. <laughs> yeah. So our friend who, who, like, she came with for the program, she was in a different region. She Sinkida. stayed. Yeah, she stayed for a month, then couldn't proceed because of the reasons she's, that mm. she's going to talk about, that Wengel is going to talk about. Yeah, so, so yeah, proceed. Yeah. So, th- yeah, this girl like i became really good friends with her um and just knowing her i th- i know that she, she's like really resilient like she she will stick through things like she has periods of her, she has had periods in her life when she's just um you know, things yeah she's just has a lot of strength and coming here um because she also just finished high school like me just general studies and i i think just it was a combination of um the experience also with a small place like Singida, uh, because I think she liked Dar es Salaam. We were here for a few days before they left. And she liked it more here. Yes, yeah. uh, and just like it's closer to Norway, you know, you don't have the that big of a culture gap, and um, also the way the practical issues also of just the way they live. You know, it's not safe for those. They were they're two white girls. Um, they can't go out, um, roam around after dark. Not not me either. Like no one does that here without being cautious either way um so that is a common thing but there they lived like a bit far from the center of the place and you know after dark you were just home and you were just like it wasn't anything like she expected so it is like a combination of okay what are my expectations 
and how like how much should I respect? Because there's this is a whole new culture and this is a yeah. whole new. So you guys, there are two of you in Dar es Salaam. Two, yes, and two in Singida. And two in Singida. And there's one left now after she left. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of. I think there are some personal things too, of course. Um, and just you know, if it's homesickness, or I don't know. Um, being exposed exposed to whole new culture like that. Yeah. Um, it's not it's not for anyone. I've I've seen a lot of people even during my stay in the U.S. Uh, the kids from our European, other European countries and stuff, like we had, you know, we all had different struggles because we all carry different backgrounds and we have different triggers. So there is a lot to that. And um, for me, I I have, I, I can't say I've had like that big of a challenge. Like I, well, I have, I think, but I just brush it away. Like I kind of focus on other things. Like I always try to focus on the positive things. Because at the end of at the end of the day, the positive always wins over the negative yeah. for my for my life at least, and I believe that is the truth for most people. Um, so you know, I focus a lot on, I pray a lot. I you know, I lean lean on my God. I will lean on my um my supervisor here, and even just I journal. So even if I was to have experiences uh, that were not that much fun or preferred, I still just see it as a way to grow. Like even this, so I get a lot of men approaching me here. Like just some older men. On, some, on, on your DMs? No, when like you walk? Physical, like when I'm walking. Yeah. Yes. And that's really even, that's really uncommon in Norway in general. It's uncommon first. in Norway. Yes, because we're more individualistic. It's more like private space, stuff like that. Yeah. So even if someone would like you, it's a different approach to it. But here... How, how did they go about it in Norway? That is the thing because it's like how... I don't even know if I'm trying to put it into words. Like you yeah. maybe you'll be friends and then you'll hint or um you you know, if you're drunk you can <laughs> confess your love or approach them. Yeah. I don't know. Like it's just but it is uh, It takes time. It takes, it takes a time, lot of time. Yeah, yeah, you snap, maybe you text and stuff. But it's not it's not that normal that someone on the street comes up and is like, Hey, uh, are you single? I want to marry you. You know, like <laughs> Somebody told you that? Yes. <laughs> For real? <laughs> I, yeah, I hear that with people, and I think it's also just the excitement and the exotic, a bit like the exotic part of uh, being a foreigner. So as soon as they hear that I don't speak Swahili that well, because I'm always like, "Najua Swahili Like I only know a little Swahili. Yeah. So they uh, just go straight into like I don't know, uh, ah, you're single or something. A lot of them, and it's it's funny, like it's interesting, but sometimes it can be uncomfortable. Uh, but still, I look at it through like the lenses of okay, this local culture, that it's actually not that deep often. Why do you think they, uh, as as soon as they they learn that you're not Tanzanian, why do you think they they ask you if you're single? Oh uh, yeah, that's the thing because for being foreign brings economical possibilities. I think a lot of people believe, and I experienced that when I was one week in Singida with my white friend. And w- walking with her, I was air. Like, it was really funny because everyone was just looking at her and stuff like that. And kind of, I saw a different perspective of my experience here that they really, of course, like, she's beautiful. I, I also believe I'm beautiful. So it's not, there's also that, of course. But then I think a bigger part of it is the possibility that they think the West has. and the, that There's the, greener pastures. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so often, I, if I'm in the market and stuff, I will say I'm Ethiopian, not Norwegian, because I don't want them to connect me. Oh. to. I don't want them to associate, like uh, treat me or spike up their prices, stuff like that. Yeah. I just want them to... Um, treat you as an African. Yes. And 
So I like I do that. That's my trick. And even oh wow, nice. The, like I, I didn't expect you to give such a powerful answer. I thought you were gonna be naive on that. Which one? Like about so, like the... about what I asked you. Like why do you think they 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 do that? Why do you think they ask you? You know if you. Yeah, that, no, that is. I know what, why they do that, and even like I told you, you know, the beauty standards being in Ethiopians' favor, that's yeah, yeah. Anti- anti-black. So it's just this weird, um, thank you, but you know, no thanks. Yeah, thank you, but mm, no thank you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's just you have to be ca- cautious, and still, I just with that's why I said like there are challenges, but then I understand the root of those challenges, and I try to see the historical context. Um, not just be mad or be irritated because I asked for this. Like I came here to be challenged, yeah, so I yeah, can yeah, start. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna learn new cultures. You're gonna experience different yes. things. But as like alongside that, you're gonna get this trouble as well. Yeah, yeah exactly. so it's a package. But that is a part of it because yeah. no, not even, not even Norwegian culture is perfect. Uh, yeah. Even the internationals that are there, they have their struggles. They have their different. For example, the Kenyan was telling me how. Um, in the bus in Norway, people sit alone. There are two seaters, but people would rather stand than sit, than sit. next to you. And he experienced Serious. that. Yes, like it's, you want your private space. But that, that woman was even crazy because it was a four-seater. Like uh, you have two seats in the front and two in the like kind of in front of each other. And he was sitting in one of them. And this woman stands. So he was like, that, that was shocking. And I told him, okay, that's really, that's not that common. On the two seaters, okay, but that was weird. Like on the two seaters, you wouldn't sit. Yeah, you wouldn't sit. The people, people stand. If you sit, they're gonna stand. Nothing is like that has to be bad, but they would prefer like there's this. That's part of Norwegian culture too. Wow. <laughs> I don't think I'm most. I'm, I'm gonna survive there. Yeah, well, that's. I mean, it's not everyone, and you have you know things are changing. There are no culture is just one. Um, it's not no culture is uniform. So, but you know stuff like that like that's another challenge that the kenyan is experiencing that's you know here the girl in singila could have uh, thought that the that the dala dala was too full that they you know she had no space and yeah. that was the issue so it's just oh why she, she, was... she like bought a dala dala and people just kept coming inside because the dala there is just like a like a eight seater like a minibus so and then <clears throat> they just filled it up to make money because they just <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, feel up to the max. So there you can't really be thinking about your space and stuff. Yeah. Everyone's all over you. So why, so here it's more about, ah, oh, I don't have enough space. While there it's, they're giving me too much space. Where is yeah. the warmth? Where is the community? Yeah. So it is like every, every culture has its perks and it's, wow. yeah. So you gotta, you gotta just uh, remember why am I here? What yeah. am I here to gain? And yeah. is this actually, is this a, a step to my growth? that I is maybe viewed as something else. But if I look through it, I see that, oh, this is only making me a greater person. This is only giving me greater knowledge. So there's just that perspective. And of course, I don't blame people who who don't experience, who don't have good experiences with new cultures. We are all different, like I said, and um, we have to have that space to accept that and to accept that not every person is meant to explore a culture that is entirely different from theirs. And there are a lot of mental and just physical to uh, bene- like benefits or perks to it yeah. that we all have to weigh for ourselves and see, okay, is this worth for me to take? Wow, huh, guys, uh, that was <laughs> Wenjel. Uh, this was episode 44 and we're going to see you guys on the next one. Ciao. Bye. Yes.